This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. EU-U.S. trade talks may start soon. EPA trims groundwater regulatory focus, and senators want USDA to expand water quality efforts. The EU hopes to start U.S. trade talks soon. European Union's new ambassador to the U.S. says he's hopeful official talks on a free trade agreement can begin soon, despite the impasse over whether ag issues will be included. We are not the least pessimistic about this, according to Ambassador Stavros Lamarditis. He told reporters yesterday, dismissing demands by U.S. lawmakers and administration officials that the EU agree to discuss restrictions that block some U.S. ag commodities. Meanwhile, a large delegation of European negotiators is expected to arrive in the U.S. in May to continue work on improving the EU-U.S. trade relationship, according to Lamarditis. Keep in mind, while it's true the word agriculture does not appear in the agreement signed last summer by U.S. and EU presidents to negotiate an FTA, the Europeans have been keeping their promise to buy more U.S. soybeans. Lamrinidis said EU imports have increased 121% over the past 10 months, in part because Europe declared U.S. soybeans are a sustainable commodity that can be used in biodiesel production. EPA says no to regulating groundwater using conduit theory. The Environmental Protection Agency has decided it will not regulate discharges of water pollutants into groundwater under its discharge permit program, even when that pollution flows into regulated surface water. The agency's interpretive statement on the conduit theory published on its website before appearing in the Federal Register, represents a shift from the government's position in litigation in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The court ruled about a year ago that millions of gallons of wastewater injected into wells by West Maui's main wastewater treatment plant was subject to the Clean Water Act because the water made its way to the Pacific Ocean through groundwater. The Supreme Court has agreed to take up that case in order to resolve conflicting court decisions. EPA said a holistic analysis of the CWA had led it to conclude that the law is best read as excluding all releases of pollutants from a point source to groundwater from permit requirements as Congress intended. Ag groups had argued in favor of the position now taken by EPA, saying feedlots and dairies could be particularly vulnerable to regulation. We think states are the proper authority to manage groundwater because it's highly localized, said Mary Thomas Hart, Deputy Environmental Counsel for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Senators want USDA to launch water quality initiative. The Department of Agriculture should start a department-wide water quality initiative modeled in efforts underway at the Natural Resources Conservation Service. A bipartisan group of eight senators told Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue in a letter yesterday. This comprehensive initiative would allow improved coordination between conservation programs, better customer service and outreach to producers, and new opportunities to strategically invest in watersheds that can have the biggest impact on reducing nutrient loss, improving soil health, protecting source water, and restoring and enhancing wildlife habitat, according to the senators. The effort was led by Republican Johnny Ernst of Iowa and Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, the top Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee. 
also signing were Democrats Dick Durbin of Illinois, Sherrod Brown of Ohio, Tom Carper of Delaware, Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, and Republicans Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Mike Braun of Indiana. Tunisia opens to U.S. beef, poultry, and eggs. Tunisia has agreed to open its borders to imported beef, poultry, and eggs from the United States. That according to a joint statement from the USDA and Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Tunisia may not be a big market, but any new export opportunities will surely be welcomed by the U.S. ag sector as it weathers a trade war with China, increased competition for the Japanese market, Mexican, Canadian, and European retaliatory tariffs, and an uncertain future for the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. USTR Robert Lighthizer said new access to the Tunisia market is an important step in ensuring that American farmers and ranchers can continue to expand their exports of U.S. agricultural products. The USDA is predicting that Tunisia will initially buy five to ten million dollars worth of beef, poultry and eggs annually. Ernst talks up disaster bill. Following a hearing in Iowa Wednesday on Missouri River management, Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst said she hopes New York Senator and presidential candidate Kristen Gillibrand will convey the need for disaster legislation to her Democratic colleagues. I was glad that Senator Gillibrand was able to be a part of this hearing, Ernst said at an interview with AgriPulse after the hearing in Glenwood, Iowa. There's a lot riding on this disaster package, and we need to see it move as quickly as possible. The package has been stalled because of disagreements over the amount of aid to Puerto Rico, among other challenges. The federal government needs to provide disaster aid, and not just to the victims of this year's Midwest flooding, but also for states hit hard last year, said Ernst. We do think that there is a way forward with a number of Democrats if we can find that sweet spot we should be able to move a package. Angola becomes major U.S. poultry customer. Africa's food and ag sectors have been building up coal storage capacity for years in an effort now paying off for U.S. poultry exporters in Angola. A growing and more wealthy population combined with increased coal storage and insufficient domestic production have combined to make the southern Africa country the third largest foreign market for U.S. poultry. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The creation of new coal stores in Angola is increasing storage capacity for large importers, FAS said, allowing importers to buy more stock when foreign currency is available. The U.S. exported $184 million worth of poultry to Angola last year, a 19% increase from 2017. But those numbers could decline because of a decrease from the Angolan government to prioritize domestic production over imports for many agriculture products, and that would include poultry. Syngenta gets approval for dicamba product. The Environmental Protection Agency has approved the registration of Tavium, a new Syngenta herbicide containing dicamba and metachlor. The product comes with a vapor grip technology, which is supposed to reduce volatility. The product will be available for use on dicamba-tolerant cotton and soybeans this season, subject to state approvals. FDA issues guidance on low-calorie sweetener. Food and Drug Administration issued a draft guidance yesterday for the low-calorie sweetener Iolos, which naturally occurs in some foods but which can also be manufactured. 
The guidance advises manufacturers of FDA's intent to exercise enforcement of discretion for the exclusion of allulose from the total sugars and added sugars declared on labels. Allulose still must be included under total carbohydrates. Here's today's She Said It, and we didn't have a chance and we knew it. That Hamburg, Iowa, Mayor Kathy Crane discussing flooding that left her town underwater at a Senate hearing in Iowa yesterday. She also said, please help us do what we can't. We're worth it. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.